I created this beautiful disaster without even meaning to. What can I create when I mean to create it? And I really think that that day God was like, oh, yes, she has suited up. She has gotten off the bench and she is ready to play. And she's going to play this game to win instead of playing it not to lose, which is how she's been playing it. Now we've got something to work with. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavis, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com go and get started. Well, hello there, Prosperity Seeker. Welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm Allison Chavis, and as always, I'm thrilled that you've joined me. We have a fun conversation ahead of us today. But first, before we go there, if you're listening to the audio version of this episode, be sure that you're following this podcast on your favorite app. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, make sure you click that red subscribe button below and click the notification bell so you'll get notified every time a new episode is released. Back in the day... I loved Shrek 2. Do you remember <laughs> oh so many years ago with Shrek 2? So Shrek and Fiona are married. They go to far, far away to meet her parents. Come to find out that the fairy godmother, who we think is all wonderful, is kind of nefarious. And she and her father, the king, Harold, have created this plot for her to marry Charming. But Charming doesn't get there on time. So... The fairy godmother goes to talk to Harold about it. And she whisks him away in her carriage and she's talking about like what happened and why did he not get there on time and all of these things that were going on. And and, and Harold's all, oh, well, I'm sorry, it's not my fault that Charming didn't get there on time to rescue Fiona before Shrek got there. And she's like, stop the carriage. And she says, Harold... You force me to do something I really don't want to do. She opens up the carriage window and they're at Friar's Fat Boy. And she's like, welcome to Friar's Fat Boy. Can I take your order? And she looks at Harold and she goes, my diet is ruined. I hope you're happy. And then they order all of this food. And I laughed and laughed at that scene. I think it's my most favorite scene in the entire movie. Right around that same time, I saw a plaque that said, I didn't say it was your fault. I said, I'm blaming you. Again, it made me laugh and laugh. And I actually used that on my husband quite a few times when I was eating something that I knew I shouldn't eat or I wasn't being healthy. And I'm like, well, you're here with me. So I'm blaming you that I have no control over <laughs> the what I'm stuffing into my cake hole right now. We live in this society of victims, don't we? Like, it's never my fault. It's always somebody else's fault or circumstances fault. And so I really want to actually have a serious conversation about that. More than ever before, we are in a society of victims. And 
and and it's very interesting because I even even though I've been a really positive person my entire life, I was also wrapped up in this whole victim thinking and feeling really powerless to be able to change any of my circumstances. And as I have gotten older and as I have really started embracing what the prosperity approach is, living my life in prosperity before prosperity even came, it was very interesting to me to see that there's really only two true victims on this planet. And that's children and animals. Children have no power. They have no voice and animals are the same. When we were children, we were powerless. We didn't have a voice. We had to do what our parents told us to do. We had to do what our teachers told us to do. And, you know, for obvious reasons. However, there was abuse that happened. Whether or not your parents meant to. There was abuse or there was neglect, or maybe you really did have an abusive parent and you had a childhood that was the side of horrific and you were absolutely a victim to that. But many times our parents were just doing the best they could with the knowledge and the tools they had, but they, we still didn't get our needs filled the way that we wanted our needs filled. So there was an emotional neglect or maybe physical neglect that was going on. And we had childhood traumas and, and childhood wounds that we experienced because of that. So yes, as children, no doubt about it, we experienced powerlessness and being victimized. But as adults, what I have realized is there is a fine line between being a victim and a volunteer. And we can start off in a relationship or a situation as a victim. But if we continue to choose back into that relationship or go back into that situation, that's not healthy, that is abusive. We've now crossed the line and we have volunteered over and over again to be victimized or terrorized or traumatized to whatever degree that we have signed up for. And that can be very triggering for a lot of people. But if you'll just step back from the trigger and take a look at it, you realize, oh gosh, that's that's really true. And a lot of times we volunteer to victimize ourselves over and over and over again. So we live in this society of blame where it's not my fault, it's everybody else's fault except mine. Or we turn it around on us and we do make it our fault and we do blame ourselves. And then we guilt ourselves and judge ourselves and shame ourselves over and over and over again. But that still doesn't get out of victim thinking and it doesn't, it doesn't release us from victimhood or powerlessness. And here is what I know. There is no such thing as a rich victim. You cannot be in victim thinking and live in prosperity. Those are two vastly different approaches to life. They have two completely different perspectives. And not only do they give you a different experience, you also end up with a different result. So if you really want to embrace and embody the prosperity approach, you must let go of victim thinking. And that's not always easy to do. And it's not always easy to spot. We all want to be different. We all want to be special in our own way. And, and I think there's a part of us that kind of wants to be the exception that proves the rule, right? Here's why the laws or the rules don't apply to me. And in my own life, it sounded like, yeah, but you don't understand. This is why I'm special. Now, I didn't use those words. I did use, yeah, but you don't understand. 
But in my mind, what was going on is this is why I'm special. I'm special because even though I understand cognitively that universal laws are immutable and they perf- and they're perfect and they work 100% of the time for 100% of people and they work right when you align yourself to them. Here's why it won't actually work for me. Here's why I'm the exception to success. Here's why I'm this exception to prosperity. And I would actually wear that as a badge of honor. And I see that with a lot of people that I converse with. We wear these these feelings of powerlessness and victimhood like they're this badge of honor. And they're they're really not. They're literally keeping us from the life that we came here to live. When we wait for conditions and circumstances to change before we feel like we can change our conditions and circumstances, we're playing the role of the victim. Because here's the truth of it. You have enormous power and enormous influence over your circumstances. The only thing that you need to change in order to change your conditions and circumstances is yourself and the way you're thinking. When you will dial in on your thoughts and you'll, and you start to use your thoughts for you instead of against you in very short order, your conditions and your circumstances will change. But we have been conditioned by society that we have no power, that we don't have the answers, that the answers and the wisdom lie outside of us. And we need to wait for our spouse to change, our children to grow up and move out of the house. We got to wait for the boss. We got to get a different job. We have to wait on the economy. Now we have to wait on a pandemic. We have to wait on the government to change. We have to wait for all of these things to give us permission to change before we can actually change. And and it's actually a very addictive kind of place to be, isn't it? Being powerless is very addictive because then we're like, I can't make any changes until you change. As soon as you change, then I'll change. So we feel like we're moving forward or we're being empowered, but we're really not. We're placing our power squarely outside of ourselves and waiting for something else to change before we give ourselves permission to change. It's one of the hallmarks of victim thinking. But it's not easy to get out of victim thinking either. And I understand that. So here's the thing. The fact that you were probably spoon-fed scarcity and lack thinking all throughout your growing up years isn't your fault. Childhood traumas, childhood wounds, young adult and, and adult wounds and traumas aren't your fault. But they are your responsibility to heal and move on from. They're not your fault, but they are your responsibility. And most people don't like that. They don't like having to take responsibility for their own life. Look at the masses, look at society, look all around you. And most people won't take responsibility for their part in what they have created in their own life and in their own circumstances. And it can feel like a bitter pill to swallow at first, but stay with me because it's actually very, very empowering when you start to look at it the way that it's meant to be looked at. When I created the financial apocalypse of the Chavez family a number of years ago, I was in a lot of victim thinking 
because I had trusted people that weren't actually trustworthy and who didn't deliver what they said they were going to deliver. I made some bad business decisions and investments. I was looking for others to give me power and others to make me enough. And I went into blame. I first blamed them, but then I very quickly turned the blame on myself. So I was still in victim thinking, but I was blaming myself. And I was cruel. I was so cruel to myself. I'm the world's biggest loser. Look at what I did. I hurt my family. If it was just me I had hurt, that would be one thing. But there were five other lives that were directly impacted because of my stupidity and because I don't know what I'm doing. And and uh, and I led my family off the financial cliff. And who do I think I am? And like it, those thoughts were brutal. And they went on day after day after day. And I just continued to like take that beat up stick and beat myself over the head and in the heart and everywhere on my body with so much blame about what I had done. So in a was I taking responsibility? Not in a healthy way, because I was still making myself wrong and blaming myself. And I had to get out of the blame if anything was going to change. So if you have created a mess in your life and you want to find the miracle in the mess, you have to lay down victim thinking and you have to lay down self-blame and self-judgment. That's the only way you're going to get out of it. I reached a threshold. I reached a point where enough was enough. I was so tired of the endless chatter and the monkeying going around in my mind about me being the world's biggest failure and the world's biggest loser that I had finally had enough. And it was like one day where it was like, I am not listening to this hooey any longer. All right. Yes, I created this. I created this and I didn't mean to. Holy freak, I am so powerful. Wow, I created exactly what I didn't want by virtue of my thoughts and my emotions. Dang, I created this by default. Do you know what that means? That means if I created this by accident, if I get really deliberate and really conscious about where I'm putting my thoughts and where I'm putting my attention, I can create my way out of this. Holy cow. And that was the day that everything changed. That was me taking 100% responsibility for my part in the circumstance I had created without any blame, without any judgment, no more guilt, no more shame, no more any of that, just responsibility. And all right, let's create a way out of this. I did this. I created this beautiful disaster without even meaning to. What can I create when I mean to create it? And I really think that that day God was like, oh yes, she has suited up. She has gotten off the bench and she is ready to play. And she's going to play this game to win instead of playing it not to lose, which is how she's been playing it. Now we've got something to work with. I think God was just so excited and so enthusiastic, ready to encourage me because he's like, now she can learn. Now I can get through because it wasn't that God had abandoned me through any of that. It's that the nudges 
the whispers, the way that God speaks to us, which is through whispers, it's through stillness, it's through quiet, it's through ideas. It couldn't get through because I was in so much chatter all the time and in such a violent spin, it couldn't get through. But finally, it was able to get through. It was so powerful. So I just laid down the victim thinking. I laid down the excuse. I was like, okay, yeah, I see where I was. I was really thinking I'm not enough. And I was looking for others to find greatness in me when that's not their responsibility. It's, it's the greatness is already here. It's my responsibility to take ownership of that greatness inside of me and not wait for other people's permission or the green light or the nod of acceptance or approval from anyone. That was so incredibly empowering. And then the phoenix was allowed to rise from the ashes. Would I ever wish to go through that experience again? No. But was it instrumental in my transformation? Yes. When I decided it was. And when I decided that only good could come out of this. And I laid down the blame and I laid down feeling like a victim and I laid down all of the excuses. Everything changed when I did that. There's a really, really powerful universal law. It's called the law of utilization. And the law of utilization says that everything happens for a reason. And that reason is to assist you. Now, most of us say everything happens for a reason. And the reason is that I'm an idiot. Or the reason is that I'm not good enough. And we find all these things to just like completely put ourselves down. But no, everything does happen for a reason. And that reason is to assist you in getting you what you want. And when you learn to utilize every piece of your situation, the bad along with the good, that utilization leads to manifestation. That's such an enormously powerful law. But you have to get out of victim thinking or feeling like you're powerless in order to use this law correctly. Abuse, neglect, emotional abandonment, scarcity thinking, lack consciousness, a deprivation, abandonment in all of its forms. All of those things happen for a reason. And that reason was to assist you. It reminds me of the, I don't know whether it's a parable or a true story or not, but there was, there was a story of two men and one of them became a very, very successful businessman, stone cold sober. And somebody said, how did you become so successful? And why don't you ever drink? And he said, well, my father was an alcoholic. And so, of, of course, of course, I'm never going to drink and I'm going to work really hard to, to end that cycle and to be successful. And his brother was an alcoholic. And somebody said, why did you become an alcoholic? And he said, well, because my dad was an alcoholic. One of the brothers used that situation of alcoholism and an abuse and neglect and addiction to be a springboard to his success. The other brother used it as an excuse. And by the way, we call them reasons. They're not. They're excuses. He used it as an excuse to stay right where he was and to continue in that pattern of addiction. We're so powerful. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of it is here to assist you in your growth, in your expansion, in your level of impact, in your level of prosperity, in reaching that next success without struggle, in reaching that next level of success without struggle. It's all here to help you. It's all here 
for your good, but there are specific things that you must do in order to use it to help you grow. It's why I named this podcast The Prosperity Approach. That's why everything that I do is under the umbrella of The Prosperity Approach, because you've been taught the victim approach. You've been taught the scarcity approach. You don't have to, you don't have to like look very far to have it modeled for you all over the place. We don't know how to take a prosperity approach, but the first thing you do is lay down victim thinking and take 100% responsibility for your role in creating whatever you created, the mess and the miracle. Take responsibility for it. Learn the beautiful lessons that are there to help you grow. I I think that we have this misconception that if we've learned a lesson, it's punitive in some way. It's punishing in some way. God's going to teach you a lesson. No, the lessons are here to help refine you. They're to help you move forward faster. And if you are circling the mountain over and over and over again with the same lesson, it's because you refuse to learn it. And here's what I have experienced. God and the universe love you so much that you can't ascend to that next level until you've learned the lessons of this level. And so you will level, you will either learn those lessons or you will be taught them. It is much easier to learn the lessons than to be taught the lessons because the lessons ratchet up in intensity and in pain and in discomfort the more you have to be taught them. So be willing to learn them. You will find yourself launching to that next level of success without the struggle, without the turmoil, without the victim thinking. Because you can't get to that next level of success without struggle if you're being a victim about things. Take ownership and you are part of the creation and it will change everything, everything for your good. Now, here's the thing. Getting out of victim thinking and out of blame and out of, you know, not taking responsibility is not easy to do at first, especially if you're doing it on your own. We don't know our blind spots. We don't, we're unconscious most of the time. So we're not even aware of the words that come out of our mouths. We're thinking that this is a really viable reason why I can't move forward when it's nothing more than an excuse that keeps us the same, that keeps us ensconced in the familiar, even though it's uncomfortable and there's no growth. But we tend to think, well, I'll grow as soon as things change. No, things will change as soon as you grow. That's when things will change. If you're ready to be done with all of that, feeling around blindly on your own, running into walls of frustration because you can't figure it out on your own. And you want to learn how to drop the self-blame, the shame, the guilt, and you want to get to that next level, then you got to come play with me on a free online retreat that I'm doing in just the next couple of weeks. It's called the Prosperity Experience, Success Without Struggle. And we're going to spend three days learning how to lead with your feminine energy. You're going to learn how to leverage the power of the universe so you're not doing the heavy lifting. I'm going to teach you how to get out of overwhelm in 30 seconds or less. We're going to drop the guilt and the shame and the blame and the fear around spending money because you're going to learn how money actually works on a spiritual, energetic, and feminine level. We're going to learn to use pleasure as the tool for success. It really is. And most of us will use downtime and play and feel really guilty about downtime and play. But when you 
are a woman, you are meant to use those as tools to get you to success. So we're going to blast all of those myths clear out of the water. We're going to show you how to balance your feminine and your masculine energies and lead out with your feminine. And you are going to leave this free online retreat feeling more relieved, more refreshed, more rejuvenated, more hopeful and prosperous than you have felt in a long, long time. My team and I have one item on our agenda for you, and that is breakthroughs. All right, maybe two items on our agenda, service and breakthroughs. And we want you to have massive breakthroughs and epiphanies through this free three-day event. So you're going to click on the link in the show notes, or you're going to go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge to get yourself registered. You're going to have a playbook that you're going to be able to use as your guide through the retreat, and it'll be your million-dollar resource moving forward. You're going to have your very own success coach while you're in this retreat so that they can help you implement, they can help you close gaps, and it's 100% free. So this is unlike any online retreat you have ever been a part of. So please come join us. Invite your friends, bring them along with you because it will be even more powerful when you've got your mom with you or your sister or your girlfriends or the other other women that you know would receive value from this. You'll have even more power as you do this together and you help hold each other accountable. So again, you're going to go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge or click on the link in the show notes or the comments below, and we will see you in success without struggle. Until then, remember, prosperity becomes you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness, and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't.